hello everyone welcome back to another episode of behind the mind with kimberly von shay it has been a minute i am so apologetic to all of my amazing followers and listeners i did go on a hiatus guys sometimes we have to take a break to take care of ourselves because life happens to all of us. Time and chance happens to us all. So please forgive me, guys. But I am back and I am ready to hop right in. You know, in season two, we had a lot of amazing guests on the show. So I am getting vets line up ready but for now i'm just going to you know give you guys what i have to give and you all know that i'm always coming to give you a word of encouragement some wisdom some empowerment that's going to push you into your next level so let's just hop right into today's topic it is something that is very near and dear to my heart something that many are finding themselves facing and battling with and enduring um, right now. As sad as it is, narcissism is at an all-time high um, in our world right now. We are seeing even many of our world leaders are displaying um, this trait. For some, it is actually a personality disorder. For others, it could literally be just what I said, a trait. So we are going to hop right into today's show. So I hope you have your notebooks, your pens, paper. If you don't have a notebook, just grab a sheet of paper and get you a pencil you can even use the notes on your phone. That's why I absolutely love electronics and gadgets and technology because it makes it so easy um, and things are readily available right there at your hands. So guys, let's just hop right into today's show. And I just want to provide you all with some signs to help you recognize um narcissistic traits and if you are someone who is enduring it and maybe you're going to listen to this and you hear some things that you relate to and you see yourself in it this is going to help you be able to move yourself out of that space out of that relationship with that person if that's so what you desire because again i don't personally know your situation to even advise you or counsel you on how you need to move forward. But what I do know is I'm going to provide you with some good information today and you take it to God in prayer and between you, God, and using the information that I'm going to give you today, you should be able to make a good sound decision um, from a good healthy place. So Let's just hop right in. So I'm going to start out with just giving you guys um, some of the signs of narcissistic personality disorder um, as outlined in the DSM-5. If those of you who are not familiar with the DSM-5, it is a clinical psychology manual that we use um, to diagnose 
patients and clients when they come in and they're displaying um, certain signs, certain symptoms, we have a manual that we can go to to be able to pinpoint exactly what those um, disorders may or may not be. So for narcissism, and this is again for narcissistic personality disorder, because again, a person can possess traits but may not necessarily have the disorder. So the first one on the list is a grandiose sense of self, sensitive to criticism. You know, you may um, be saying something in love, but they just really have a hard time um, receiving it. They always become very defensive. Um, They always feel like you're taking shots at them. That's what I mean when I say sensitive um, to criticism. I'm not talking about being belittling or condescending or mean-spirited, but you genuinely are saying it from a kind place to help them, and they just aren't receptive to it. But again, this does not mean they are a narcissist. Um, They have little or no ability to empathize with others. They're very superficial. They care more about how they look than anything, meaning let's just say they really are mentally and spiritually unhealthy. They will mask it. They will hide it and pretend um, to be okay because all they care about is how they look to the outside world? How do they look to other people? As long as they look like they have it all together, that is literally what they care about. Um, They can be very arrogant and exploitive, self-absorbed, entitled. Um, The second one on the list is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, and beauty. This one here, like they are constantly in the mirror. They are always talking about themselves and how good they look and how accomplished they are. Um, They can never really offer you compliments or even say you guys are in a conversation and you've achieve something good and great, they will dismiss it um, or they will begin to talk about something similar that happened to them. Um, They just will not like celebrate you or be very supportive of you in moments like that. So number three, beliefs that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. And I'm going to try to run through these quickly, guys, because I don't want the time to run too long. So I'll give a more in-depth explanation of each one um, as I go through this. So number five, has a sense of entitlement. Um, They're very unreasonable in their expectations, especially um, they feel like everyone should favor them. Everyone should cater to them, even if it's not deserving. They just feel like you owe them that simply because they are who they are. They think very highly of themselves. So you want to be mindful of that. If they are constantly puffing themselves up, they can never celebrate other people. It's always about them. It's always what they did and how they helped someone. And that's another big one. They will do things for you, 
only to feed themselves their narcissistic supply, to make themselves feel better, to make themselves feel more grander. So if you're seeing some of that, yeah, you might want to raise your eyebrow. But again, and you can't just pick one and say, oh, this person is a narcissist. Um, they have to, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they have to display six, at least um, six of these traits to be even be classified as having narcissistic personality um, disorder. But again, there are actually nine outlined in the DSM-5, and I'm going to double check on that number. So number six is interpersonally exploitative, takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own ends. Number seven, lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Eight, is often envious of others, believe others are envious of him or her. Nine, shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. And so here are some major things that you need to look out for. And again, um, these probably are going to go up to about number 12. I got 12 bullet points that are really, really going to help you. So number one, they are master manipulators. They tend to avoid accountability. Even if you know that you know that you know that they are doing something that's wrong and you bring it to their attention, they are never going to admit it. They are never going to be accountable simply because it makes them feel bad about themselves and it de decreases Remember earlier, you heard me talk about that narcissistic supply. It decreases that for them. So they want to avoid any forms of accountability because it makes them look at themselves and they can't fathom even seeing any part of themselves not be good because remember, they have this high idea about themselves. So number two becomes volatile when you disagree or challenge their views. Number three, they're energy vampires. Say you're high energy, you're happy, you just did something. You just accomplished a major goal and you're super excited and you can't wait to get home to tell him or her. And you go in and you say, hey, babe, I got the promotion. I got the job. And they're just like, oh, that's good. They're very dry, just like, and you're like, really? Like what? I just told you I got a promotion. You're not happy for me. They can't celebrate you simply um, because they get energy from their partners by invalidating the feelings of their partners. Again, it goes back to what I said. This is what they do to refuel their narcissistic supply. So you want to be very, very careful and mindful, if especially if you're seeing something like this, even if it's not someone who's a narcissist and you're just in a relationship with someone who does not celebrate you, that's not a healthy relationship. It, eventually it is, it's going to drain you dry because you're going to be craving that from your partner. We want to feel loved. We want... Um, 
to feel affection and we want that connection with our mates. And so when they don't give you that and they're leaving you feeling like they're not attracted to you, you begin to look at yourself and you start to second guess yourself. And that is where the downward spiral really begins to happen when you are in a relationship with someone who is narcissistic because you're constantly fighting for their attention. You're constantly feeling like you're in a war, a tug of war, trying to earn their love and feeling deserving of their love. And that's just not a healthy relationship. So number four, they have boastful pretension. They're very, I'm sorry, guys. They're very boastful and pretentious, um, overestimate their abilities and accomplishments, and they expect you to do it too. So if they are saying, you know, I was the best when I was on the team. I'm the reason, you know, that we got that award. If it weren't for me, we wouldn't have got it. They don't understand team is not an I concept. No, you all got it because you all work together as a team. But oftentimes they will not, they will hear you, but it will make them feel some type of way because now they have to acknowledge other people are just as good as them or maybe even better. And they dare not admit that someone is better than them. Number five, love bombing showering with unexpected gifts and words of affirmation excessively oh they do this in the beginning you know you're the best thing that ever happened to them they just thank god for you and they just want to give you the world and they can't see life without you and they're buying you all types of gifts and taking you on nice dates and just all of the things that you love for the women they're sending you flowers and you know, they're just at your beck and call. Um, for the man, she may just bow at your feet. Just anything, whatever you like. You can have whatever you like. And then out of nowhere, they flip on you. So the reason why they love bomb, it's to get you in. It's to make you think that they are the one. It's to make you think that they are this really amazing good person when in reality it is something in you that they see will feed uh their need and dare not if any part of you is broken or has low self-esteem you are a magnet for a narcissistic person um simply because they know that they can pray pray and play on your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses so that's why it is just not good especially if you are still in a place of brokenness to even date go to therapy go pray and talk to god and get yourself healed hold and delivered and then get out there um, and date. And while you're doing the work of healing, make sure you're reading and getting educated on recognizing things like this, recognizing a narcissist and just understanding some of the different factors that could come into play when we talk about partnering um, and building a life with another person. So let's move on. Number six, mood swings. 
Um, they will flip on you so fast, faster than a light switch. One day they were so in love with you and you were just the best thing that ever happened to them. And then out of nowhere, unexpectedly, everything shifts, everything changes. They no longer want to see you all the time. They're all of a sudden really busy and now they got to work longer or they just have so much going on and they're really moody and then you start to see they're becoming inconsistent and now the perfume that they used to love now you have too much on and you know it's just constantly something what's happening when you see that going on what's happening they have identified a new person that they would like to go and get supply from and so they want to discard you so rather than just coming out saying, hey, I want to do something else and I'm going to go do something else because they're very selfish. They want to be able to get supply from everyone um, in their system because they have their own little ecosystem, meaning most narcissists live in their own world. That's their they tend to be very um, unemotional. They're emotionally void when it comes to giving that to other people. Yeah, they just aren't able to do that. So another uh, big one, they will do disappearing acts. It, again, it's things like, oh, I didn't have my phone. I had to stay at the office late. And when you know, normally you call or normally you pick right up. And when you begin to see them to start moving different and they really have no valid explanation for it, nine times out of 10, they are probably out cheating, especially if you are in a relationship. Um, they are out entertaining, entertaining their um, new supply. So number seven, controlling this and they can be very dismissive of other people's feelings and like i just said emotionally void number eight um misogynistic superficial chauvinistic and egotistical this is for men a woman can be very um self-absorbed very self-centered very vain um just it's all about me you bow down to me um, so you want to be mindful of that. Number nine, self-esteem issues comes across as aloof, distant, moody, or avoidant out of the blue. Remember what I just said? Um, that's a sign of a sense of self has been injured. How I was saying, maybe you guys have had an argument and you've just openly shared your truth to say, you could say something like, Hey, you know, I just kind of think you're rude and you're very dismissive of my feelings or you could be a jerk sometimes. Maybe you're just very blunt and give it to them raw and just tell them rather than them acknowledging, hey, you know what? I did say that wrong or I did do that, that wrong. They're not going to do that. They're going to say, oh, here you go. Or you just you too emotional or you too sensitive. They totally dismiss what they did. They totally dismiss how you feel about it because in their mind, it does not matter. It does not matter to them. So because it doesn't matter to them, it, do, it shouldn't matter to you. That's how some of them think. So number nine, 
Oh, I'm sorry, guys. We were already on number nine. Y'all, I'm losing my train of thought. Anyway, isolate. They love, love, love isolation. Um, and they do this to regain power and control. This is why you will see them employing the silent treatment. How I just said, maybe you guys have had a disagreement and you've bluntly told your truth because they now they they've been injured their ego has been injured their pride has been injured and it's like how dare you how dare you do this to me you don't even deserve to talk to me anymore even though they caused the initial offense they're they're not going to take any responsibility for that and now what i'm going to do and I'm not saying I'm as in me, but I'm putting myself as if to role play this for you guys, how they literally get into themselves and their own thoughts and their own emotions. And they just can totally block out other people's feelings and emotions. It's like, how dare you tell me that I am rude? No, I am not. And I can't even believe that you said that to me. So because you have injured me and hurt me and I'm just so appalled you don't even deserve to talk to me I don't want to talk to you so I'm gonna shut down and guys this shutdown they can do this to you for a day days weeks months it just depends and that's the interesting part especially it the ones who choose to not talk to you for months at a time and then they think they can just pop up and reappear whenever they feel like it it the most interesting part about this if you do that to them they lose it it's like the world has come to an end because again it's all about them you do not matter like you're here because I want you here and I will dispose of you the moment you can't feed my need and fulfill my supply I will go out and I will search for someone else and then when that doesn't work out I will continue to do the same thing and it becomes this whole vicious cycle and if you choose to stay in it if you choose to stay in their rotation they will keep you in the rotation so you have to be able to know when enough is enough and when it's time to go. And it's always time to go when someone feels like they have to go outside of you to meet their need. They need to go be outside with who they want to be outside with. And then you go be with someone who actually wants to be with you, love you, honor you, respect you, adore you, and all of those good things. So number 10, gaslights. Oh my goodness, the gaslighting. This is the one right here that is the main reason I tell people to walk away from relationships with people who are extremely narcissistic because they literally will have you thinking that you are losing your mind. You can say something to them and they will present it back to you in a totally different way. And then you can say, I did not say that. That's not what I said. And they will argue you up and down. That is what you said. And it's like to, so much so that you begin to say, well, maybe I didn't say that or maybe I did say it. And then it's just this back and forth thing. And it just becomes so overwhelming to where you're starting to second guess yourself everywhere. 
again, like I said, maybe you've called their phone or maybe they planned a date and then they call you and it's like, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say we was going to do that at that time. And it's like, oh, yes, you did. You told me we were going at seven. No, I told you possibly. And I don't know. They begin to give you the runarounds when in reality, no, they want to do something else or they've already done something else and they don't need that supply um, from you or they don't want it from you anymore. They want it elsewhere. So be mindful of the whole gaslighting because many, many people, it can lead to having suicidal thoughts and because you just get very unsure of yourself. And when we are unsure of ourselves, what is that? It's taking shots at our self-esteem. And we don't, when we ourselves don't believe we're valuable and worth it, you can become very, very hopeless and find yourself in a deep, dark state of depression. This is why I totally advise against narcissistic relationships. Okay, the other, they stonewall, they throw up smoke screens, blaming their partners to avoid accountability for his or her negative behaviors. Number 11, minimizes or dismisses your feelings to avoid injury to their identity and to hide their feelings of guilt. Sometimes they know they did you wrong. They know they said something wrong. They know that they were being offensive or disrespectful because it's not always cheating, guys. Let me say that too. Not every narcissist is only a cheater. I've outlined so many different ways that narcissism shows up in a person, but I did want to note that. Pay attention to your patterns and daily habits. People tend to repeat what they don't work to correct. The pattern will always be repeated because the work is incomplete. So you definitely want to make sure before you connect with someone, make sure they have done their work to heal from any childhood trauma, um, any past relationships, um, any loss or grief that they may have endured because we know it always hurts when we lose a loved one I don't know that that pain ever really goes away you just learn how to manage it and deal with it and live through it and grow through it and all that good stuff and you want to make sure they are in that space and place at the point you are saying hey let's connect let's date let's start courting let's get engaged let's get married because remember, uh, it's a process to marriage. At any point before even getting to the altar, at any point before actually saying I do and putting the rings on the finger and the pastor, you know, doing the actual marriage and the union. Yeah, you have a right to say, hey, this is not going to work for me or this is unhealthy for me, or this isn't what I want. Whatever it is, we all have a right to say no, even after getting in it. If something is not, I'm not saying hop out of your marriage because I love marriage. I'm saying if it's unhealthy, if it's dysfunctional, if there's violence, if there's abuse, you have a right to walk away. Never lose yourself trying to stay in a relationship with someone who is killing you. 
that is unhealthy and it literally may land you in a grave. So I'm never going to advise that of anyone. Also, be mindful. Um, it is never good to label people, but it is important to identify behavior patterns that can have a negative impact on a person's life. Um, because again, we don't want to mislabel people. And sometimes we throw out these terms and we use them so loosely without having full knowledge and, and understanding of what they mean and what all it entails. So that's another reason I wanted to present this to you all today um just to spread the word and give a word of knowledge and reach one teach one that's it that's all y'all if one person gets help from this i'm grateful i thank god for that because that's what this is about us just being able to reach back and give back and help each other we don't go through things solely for ourselves or only for our individual growth. It's also so that we'll be able to go back out and pour back into other people and pull other people up and help other people get out. And I literally, y'all, I when I tell you guys I love this, I love, love, love this because I know what it feels like not to feel understood or not to feel heard. Because again, we all go through things. We all come from different walks of life. And sometimes we literally just don't understand another person's situation. But what we all can do is be a listening ear when someone does come and a closed mouth and keeping the mouth closed. Meaning if they confide in you, be a safe space. Don't take what they say and go tell someone else, especially if they've said, hey, I really need someone to talk to. Please don't share this with anyone else. Whatever they say to communicate to you that they would like for that to stay right there. Respect that. Honor that. Because I think that's why a lot of people suffer in silence. They don't feel safe. And this is why we are losing so many of our brothers and sisters by suicide. And I just don't want to continue to see this. Um, you guys know my journey. I've openly shared, you know, my own mental health battles, my own battles with suicidal thoughts, all of that. But when I tell you the grace of God is so real, alive and relevant and prevalent in my life, as well as yours. But it is all about us putting our faith to work and putting action to what we believe. So when those dark moments arise, we have to do things like this. We have to get up and find a resource that's going to strengthen us, empower us, move us. But first, we know the primary source, the ultimate source, the main connection is God. He is our lifeline. Jesus Christ, getting in the word of God falling on your knees to pray, that will pull you up out every single time. Because God said in his word, he will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So this is why run to God before you run to anything or anybody else. Run to God, the alpha, the omega. Nobody knows more than him because he said, for I know the plans I have to you for you plans to give you a hope and a future 
plans to prosper you, to give you an expected end. That's what the Lord wants for you. He does not want you staying in a broken dry place of despair, thinking you can't move forward. No, that is not the Lord's will for your life. God created us to do amazing things for his glory though, not for our own glory, for his glory. So this is why he will allow us to go through different things so that people can see God is real. Because even for me, myself, I look back over my life and I tell you guys, it was nobody but the Lord that brought me out and positioned me to even be where I am today because I should not be here. I literally should be six feet under in a grave. But God, God said, I love you. He loves you. He loves me. And again, let's go back to the word for I know the plans I have for you. So God's plans are perfect for your life, for my life. And this is why I'm here just pouring my heart out to you guys, because I don't want to see anyone die by the wayside because they feel like they can't do it because they feel like there's no one there who understands them. I'm here to tell you. I get it. And I'm here to pull you up and push you out. Birth out what's in your belly. Birth out what you've been thinking about. That business, going back to school, applying for that new job, putting in the application on that new home. Go to the houses now. Start looking for it now. Start getting your wardrobe ready for your new job now. Start getting your conversation ready for the interview now. Get your thoughts ready now. Because what did the Lord say? Write the vision and make it plain so that he who hears it may run with it. And I just paraphrased that and probably chopped it all up, you guys. So forgive me to be 100% honest and transparent. I'm actually doing this with a migraine. You all know I do my shows in real time, unedited at this point, because I just want you guys to get the real raw version so you all know i am human i am just like you i go through things the same way that you do i bleed the same way that you do and god is no respecter of persons so if he did it for me he's doing it for you too and he's going to continue to do it for you as long as you obey him trust him and believe him it does not matter what it looks like you can come out of that situation so if you have heard this today and you you know in your heart of hearts, you know that you are in a relationship with someone who is very toxic and abusive and it's just unhealthy for you. You have everything it takes to get up and walk away and survive on your own. You can do this because you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And I don't want you to ever... Um, Forget that. And I get it, guys. This is why I'm telling you all, do not. If you see those red flags before you get into a serious, committed relationship with someone, do not pass go. Like, stop and do a real assessment and come back to this to see, okay, how many of these traits does this person have? And am I really seeing traits of narcissism in them. 
And if you are, I'm telling you, do not get in that relationship. And here's why. Dating a person who has behavior patterns of narcissism is extremely draining and dangerous. Falling in love with the narcissist is easy. Oh, it's so easy to do because, again, remember, um, they love to love bomb. So um, they're very charismatic. However, they also tend to be very physically, financially, and sexually attractive. It is easy to be blinded by the person's patterns of narcissism because you're so caught up in all of the other good qualities that they are just love bombing you with. But again, it's to put a wool over your eyes so that you won't be able to see who they really, really are. Also, um, narcissists possess a cunning ability to finesse and flatter their way into the hearts of the person or persons of interest. The term narcissism, because I want to give you all, you know, some context on where this whole term came from. The term derived from Narcissus, whom was a character from a Greek mythology. He loved his own reflection. He was known for his beauty, but he people would always just tell him how good he looked, but he would never, ever acknowledge it. Um... And then, you know what ended up happening to him? Because he was just so into himself. Like, literally, he gave no acknowledgement to outside people. He suffered a mental decline because he just stood staring at himself, his own reflection in a pool, you guys, which was, like, totally insane. Like, this is how in love this man was with himself. And, again, this is a character from a greek mythology people admired um his attractiveness because again he was really good looking i mean yeah most of us we do like good looking people beautiful people um but he treated them with such disdain and contempt like i said just really had no regard for other people and that is literally how life with the narcissist is it's exactly like that they are very they are very self-absorbed. They can be rash and abrasive. They tend to gaslight and stonewall their partners, which means they become dysregulated psychologically and emotionally. And this is why it's not good to be in a relationship with someone who has patterns of narcissistic behaviors. Interacting with a narcissist can be like looking in the mirror, but not seeing anything staring back at you. They tend to be emotionalist and despise anyone who is emotionally intelligent, reactive, and responsive. They do not want to be held accountable. So if you are the type who believes in accountability, you will not work well with someone who is narcissistic. People who date narcissists often deal with low self-esteem and feeling like they are not good enough. And this is why I'm saying um, stay away from it. And more importantly, trauma can manifest when dating a narcissist. And I will have to come back and do another show because you all, it's so much information. I've been researching this for months now. And there's just so much information out there about this. I literally can't even get it all in in 
one or two shows being very very honest but um one of the major things that happens as to why because you may be asking like well why do people these people sound you know like this is a lie why would anyone stay with them because of trauma bonding trauma bonding occurs making it hard for people to leave like because they get you get so accustomed to this person being good to you one minute and now they take it away and now you're fighting to get it back. So remember, you're in this tug of war and that's how that trauma bonding looks. You're constantly fighting, you're constantly arguing, but you won't leave because you've gotten used to them being there and not being there. You've gotten and now you've become so low within yourself that you think no one else is going to want you. You no longer feel worthy. And that's how they keep you stuck and trapped. So walk away and get out as soon as possible. It becomes a vicious, toxic cycle, fighting to be heard, seen, and loved. Being in a relationship with a narcissistic person can lead to psychosis. You may see yourself losing touch with reality, but you're living in a whirlwind of abuse and trauma that strips a person of their dignity. Like you literally may see yourself dwindling down. You see yourself not valuing and respecting yourself because that's what else happens. You're trying to defend yourself and in turn, you become like them. Now you're displaying narcissistic traits because you're trying to beat them. And they're trying to beat you. And it just, it's so toxic, you all. It's just not healthy. It's just a horrible situation. And it can become very, like I said, dangerous. It has become deadly for some. So, and that's the thing with the whole second guessing um, yourself. You begin to question whether or not you are to blame for the dysfunction occurring in the relationship. Narcissists are drawn to people who are vulnerable, broken, and codependent. If any part of you is codependent, you too are a magnet. And again, you should be in therapy, getting yourself together um, because it's just unhealthy to depend solely on another person for your happiness and your livelihood and um, just to be your lifeline. No, God needs to be your source and you got to be able to be self-fulfilled. This is why it's called self-esteem, self-worth, self-respect. It has to come from you first. It has to be within. So remember that. More importantly, now you want to know how to avoid this self-awareness is the key to being able to recognize, one, if you're ready to be in a relationship, um, two, what you can handle in a relationship, three, how you want to be handled in a relationship. So that's why you got to go do that self-work so that you know yourself. And I'm stressing this. Y'all can hear me putting em emphasis, excuse me, I haven't had coffee. That's what it is, you all. I have not had my coffee today. Um, but I'm putting emphasis on self because so many people want to point the finger outside when they haven't even pointed the finger internally. Get you together first, period, point blank. Um, 
Establishing, enforcing, and respecting your own boundaries will help you to not get involved with people who are toxic and unhealthy. Making sure you have done the work to get healed yourself is very important. When you love yourself, you won't accept less than you deserve. You understand you are not for everybody and everybody is not um, for you. Because understand, not everyone even has the capacity... Um, to handle you, but putting a spin on it, not everyone, because I'm not saying, oh my goodness, everyone who has uh, narcissistic patterns, they're horrible people. I'm not saying that at all, because maybe some know how to manage it and still operate and be in the world with other people and show compassion and empathy. You know, it requires work though. So, you have to understand if that individual has not done their work or is not doing the work, because we don't want to discredit people who are actually doing the work. That counts. That matters because they're on their way. Um, but you still may not have the capacity to even handle dealing with the person um, who has patterns of narcissism. Dealing with the person who has narcissistic traits can bring out the worst in you. Their inability to have empathy and be compassionate towards other people, it will crush your spirit and it can, it can anger you, especially if you're always pouring back into them, celebrating them and being supportive of them and they never give that back to you. That's very hurtful. And eventually that hurt is going to turn to anger because you're going to feel disrespected and unappreciated and unloved and just all those negative emotions that we just don't even want to go through because we want healthy relationships. We want healthy families, healthy marriages, healthy friendships, healthy relationships overall. Um, and there's an inability to have empathy and be compassionate. So that piece alone, their whole inability to do that, like it will literally drive you up a wall, down the wall, around the wall, because when you're hurting, when you need them, literally like when you just need them to comfort you, hold you, hug you, they may intentionally not do it simply because they're going to get that narcissistic supply. It's going to make them feel better because now they see you hurting and they want you to need them. And now it gives them an opportunity to love bomb you again and suck you back into their trap, suck you back into their vicious cycle. So be careful, especially if they're coming with gifts and yeah, don't let the wooing fool you. Okay. I saw myself um, become an abuser personally because I've been in a relationship. I've been in a couple relationships um, with men who were narcissistic. And yes, I became very angry, very vengeful. And in the end, because that's not who I am at my core, it's in me. However, it's not who I am authentically. I have to be provoked and pushed to that it's and even when I do it I feel horrible afterwards that's how I know that's not me that's not who I am that's who I can become but that is not who I practice being or portray myself to be or even have any desire 
to be. And so when I saw myself become narcissistic and vengeful and angry and just overly aggressive all the time, it was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of being disrespected. I'm sick of giving disrespect. I have to fix me. And in order to fix me, I have to get out of this and I have to stay out of this because that's the other piece. You'll find yourself going back and forth. Y'all will break up. You'll go back. They'll call. You'll call. It's just this cycle over and over and over. They'll look like they have changed when in reality, it's only to get you back in. And then when they get you back in, they're going to do you even worse because they're angry that you left them and it hurt them when you left them the last time. And so I, ca- I really came back for you. I really let you back in depending on how it went simply because I needed to feel like I had the power again. I need it was that vibe for control. And in order for me to get back in control, I had to break you down. And now I'm going to break you down even worse than I did before. So do not. That's another big one. Don't trick yourself into thinking they are healed. And don't trick yourself into thinking you are healed. Because nine times out of ten, neither of you are not. Because at the end of the day, a narcissistic relationship just is not going to work. Period. Point blank. Everybody needs to go their separate ways and go get into counseling and therapy and do the work and get healed. Now, when you're dealing, and this is for those who have the tra- some traits, but individuals who actually have the personality disorder, yeah, they have to do ongoing therapy, ongoing, you know, th- it could be lifelong for them. And you really got to be cut different to be able to handle that and walk with them through that because it can it can be a whole whole lot and our bodies you know god didn't make us to be living in abuse and trauma and dysfunction all the times you know our brains are very sensitive our nerves and cells retain information and the the brain retains trauma and that's why it's so easy for us to be triggered and you be wondering like, oh, all I said was whatever you said and wondering why the person flew off the handle because they have some unresolved trauma that their brain has recalled in their moment and brought back to their remembrance. And now, bam, you have this explosive outburst and you don't even know what happened. Um, trauma can cause irreparable damage. Holding on to past trauma allows toxicity to build up. Stress causes us to become infested with toxins that can turn into an infection. Like this is how you get high blood pressure, cancer. There are so many different things, anxiety, um, medical ailments that can arise. People have heart attacks and, you know, literally aren't even here anymore. All due to stress. So we want to keep our stress levels down. If it is not peaceful and it is not serving you well, honey, it is time to close the door and keep it closed and go sit down for a minute and lay on the couch and do everything. Cry it out, walk it out, talk it out, write it out, whatever you got to do, but get it out 
and get yourself together, get healed, get whole, and then get back outside and enjoy life and enjoy dating and do a better job of vetting and choose well and choose from a healthy place, not a broken place. That's the key because getting with someone who is unhealthy and you are healthy now you gonna become unhealthy again so you gotta be healthy so that you can know okay yeah this not gonna work for me or ooh, you a little toxic i don't want to do that you'll be able to call it out but if you yourself are not healthy you can't recognize healthy unhealthy can't recognize or even stand to be around healthy because it makes you see your flaws and that's why narcissists have a hard time hearing when they are flawed um, or when they are being disrespectful. They don't want to hear it because, no, I can't. I don't. I don't want to see a flaw, period, point blank. No. Who? Me? Oh, no. I'm the greatest person in the world. Don't you know I have accomplished so much and I've done all these great things? This is how they think. This is how they talk. And if you go against it, it's going to be a whole problem. And like I said, you will be discarded and you will be a distant memory of their past until they want you back, until they need a new supply. And if you are naive enough or foolish enough to come back or go back, yeah, they're going to give you the business and they're going to take you through the ringer all over again. So... And sometimes it's simply because it stems all the way back to childhood trauma. Because you'd be wondering, like, man, they have all these great things about them. And where, what is going on? It's something unresolved. And most times with any of us, if there is some form of anger, like you hear people saying, like, this just how I am. No, that's not just how you are. That's how you're choosing to remain because you're unwilling to do the work. And when people don't want to change, it's simply because they have a hard time facing the truth about themselves. A lot of people in today's society, they want to live in a superficial world. They don't want to be real with themselves and dare not anyone outside of them make them be real with themselves. Like we want things sugar-coated. I don't want you to tell me the truth. I want you to tell me what I want to hear. That's it. That's all. And guys, that's so unrealistic and unreal. And that's why it's so many broken, dead men and women walking. I said what I said. Yes, dead men and women walking around here broken. You living, it look like you are anyway, but you're not. You're surviving and we don't want to be living in survival mode. We want to live and we want to live and live life more abundantly. Um, so the other piece, a lot of times, sometimes we learn bad behaviors by default. Um, and I, I myself know I learned some things wrong. And it took for me going through therapy and all of that to recognize, oh, that wasn't normal. Oh, I thought that was normalized. But in reality, it was dysfunctional, whatever the thing may have been. So I had to unlearn that. And in order to unlearn that, I had to commit to tearing down my old ways of thinking and some of my beliefs. 
Otherwise, I wasn't going to be able to take in the new information. There would have been no room for it. I had to make room for the new information by clearing out the old information. So you want to unlearn so that you can relearn. And once you relearn, you can start applying the new thing that you learn. And then you'll see yourself begin um, to do life differently. You'll do relationships differently. And you'll just see yourself becoming a whole healthy person because that also can happen where you literally can lose yourself trying to be in a relationship with another person and it's never ever worth it to lose who you are at your core don't change yourself for anyone it is okay to make adjustments for people it is okay um to alter yourself and i'm not talking about like physically your body and i'm not saying it's anything wrong with that if that's what you so choose to do but if a person if you are getting in a relationship with a person and they come in wanting you to alter like your body parts no they need to go be with go find the person who have them parts because no but that's just my thoughts y'all so this isn't law that is kimberly dabney saying for me it's a no but attitude adjustment okay um Maybe can we not blast the air all day to 60? Okay, those types of adjustments. That's what I'm talking about. Or, oh, I really liked uh, when you had that weave in. Okay, let me go put that back. Stuff like that. We can make those adjustments. But when it comes to, oh, I want you to have bigger breasts. I'm not going to go put myself on a table and alter my body if that's not something I want to do. Now, if I look in the mirror and say, yeah, I really would like, you know, to be a little bit more voluptuous there, then cool, because I'm doing it for me. It's something I want. And I'm not just doing it because another person told me to do it, because what happens when, okay, now they... um want your butt to be bigger okay so you're gonna go get that now your nose they don't like that so you're gonna go change and then before you know it you're not even yourself anymore no we're not doing any of that you all like no that it's a hard no be who you are love who loves you as you are where you are home is willing to work with you Move with you and evolve with you to where you are going. But remember, you got to do your own work because it's no one else's responsibility to heal you or change you but you. So don't ever put that on another human being. It is your sole responsibility to do both of those things. And it is a blessing when you get people who come along who are willing to help you and support you, celebrate you and encourage you through that but no one is obligated to be there for you through any of that and i want you guys to remember that and just know that you are worthy you are worth it you are enough you are more than enough you are valuable god loves you i love you your family loves you and if nobody has told you today, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are absolutely amazing. And any parts of you that needs to 
be worked on. You're getting ready to get up and you're going to go do the work. You're not going to stay in a state of despair. You're not going to stay broken. You are going from broken and broke down to heal, whole, and victorious. Nothing or no one is going to stop you in this season. Again, the only one who can stop you is you. So get out of your head, get up out of that bed, get up out of those negative thoughts and tell yourself, I am enough. I am a child of the most high God. And I, I recognize maybe you are not a believer, but I need you to know and understand Jesus still loves you too. And you are still worthy. Regardless, you are beautiful. You are amazing. You are powerful. You are more than enough. You have everything inside of you to succeed and win at whatever it is that you've put your mind to do. Stop allowing the enemy and other people around you to define you and tell you who you are. You have to know who you are for yourself. So I came here today to speak life to you and to help you get up out of that dry, broken place because this is not the time to cower back. This is the time to rise up and move forward with expectation because I promise you, God is going to do everything that he said. This is your winning season and you will win in this season. I decree it and declare it. And I speak life over every broken and dry place in your life. I speak life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you will win. And it is so in Jesus name. And I pray you guys that this has helped you. That this has blessed you. Please share it with your friends. Anyone that you know that may be going through and needs it. That this situation may apply to pass the information along because this is what I'm putting it out here for. We don't want to be selfish, right? Because we know that sharing is caring. So if you truly love and care about someone and you know that you have a resource that can help them and bless their life, give it to them. If you got a word, give it to them. It doesn't cost us anything to pray for people. If you know someone is going through, you don't have to get on the phone and talk about them, but you can get on the phone with Jesus and say a little prayer for him. And guys, again, I want everybody to have an amazing, blessed, phenomenal day. We're finishing this year strong. Everything that you said you were going to birth out, you still have exactly 30 days to birth it out and manifest it and put it in the earth because that's what God called you to do. That's what he called me to do. And I'm about it, y'all. I'm in it to win it. I'm here for it, okay? As y'all can see, sis is oily. Sis is bloody because sis not playing no games. I'm all about my father's business. And I'm bringing y'all right along with me. We are kingdom disruptors and we are coming to tear the enemy camps down completely. It's over. God said it's over. The tables have turned. The tide is turning. Your breakthrough is here. Your breakthrough is now. And the choice is yours to get up and go get it. If you want to win, you will win in this season. And I will see you guys next time. 
Meet me back here for another episode of Behind the Mind with Kimberly Von Shea. And remember, you will win.